0: Hey yo! Welcome to another edition of Forty Three Point Six, the sports podcast you always wanted. I'm Dustin Perry, and I'm joined by James Key. Hello, James. Hello. James is very distraught, and you're going to find out why on this episode of the podcast. We're also joined by Maddie Key. Hello, Maddie.
1: Yo, what's up?
0: We <laughs> have a lot less
2: distraught, apparently. <laughs>
0: Well, I think everyone's distraught, and again, we'll we'll get into it, and we'll uh, let you know exactly why I think some of the members of this podcast are feeling a little down and maybe a little upset about the stuff that has been going on in the world of sports, and we'll dive into that. And we'll also dive into a number of other things. Firstly, we're going to talk a bit about the news. We're going to try to rifle through a bunch of news stories quickly because we feel like we're going to need a lot of time for our second topic, which is the Toronto Maple Leafs. And from there, we will also give you our week week nine picks in the NFL. Wow, we're already halfway through the NFL season. And of course, we will close it out with some shout outs to keep things nice and light because I, I imagine it's going to be a heavy uh, episode of lots of uh, anger and vitriol coming out of James and Maddie. And I can't wait for that. And if you enjoy that, please subscribe to the uh, the show at 43.6 on all the podcast services. And of course, on YouTube as well, 43.6. We will greatly appreciate the likes and subscribes and all those wonderful things but before we get to all the oh also i should mention the show is brought to you by now your treasures but we'll talk a bit more about them later before we get to all of that though we want to talk about our week and what we have done since this last episode was recorded
2: and james we will start with you dude it doesn't even fucking matter <laughs> my week does not it doesn't matter just skip my week it doesn't matter just there was Halloween. I took my daughter out. My dad dressed as Olaf, and we got candy. Uh, well, not we got candy. She got candy. Saying we got candy implied that somehow I trick or treated as well. Um, dad tax. Dad tax. Uh, yeah. It's get, in the words of In the words of Kevin Nash, I think from the WCW Thunder video game. Don't pick me. Go to the next guy. Go <laughs> pick that guy.
0: Uh, that is a good question, though. The Halloween candy, though. What would be the go to? Like, if you could only have one piece of Halloween candy, what would it be? Oh, man. Um, so I it's don't not know. quite like your favorite chocolate bar, or favorite candy bar, because there is a difference between your favorite candy bar and your favorite Halloween candy. Because there are some candies that you typically only get in Halloween times, yeah. and I'm not saying that's necessarily the right answer, I'm just saying like that could be a potential I think answer. I'm a sour a guy, guy? i gonna say
1: candy corn no <laughs> no no no
0: no no no! if you no. like candy corn you deserve to be in like a penitentiary oh yeah
1: you're a sociopath
2: i uh i'm a sour guy so sour patch kids that's a good uh, choice though cherry blasters or anything like along those lines like even sour fuzzy skittles
1: peaches.
2: fuzzy peaches like any of that any of that shit it's probably why i am the way i am sour, <laughs> a
1: little sour to that. Yeah. it's very true no like that that's the thing that was like I will say the sour candy is a fantastic flight candy. Like, outside of Halloween, like when you're on a plane or something, it's fantastic for a flight. I don't know why. It just is. But, I don't know, what's yours, Dustin? What's your Halloween, like if your family, nieces, nephews, you know, whatever, come running around, they got a candy, like, hey, kid, come here for a sec. You fish through the bag. What are you going for? So...
0: I think it's mainly because I never get this when I'm at like a shopper's drug mart or at the grocery store or whatever and you see the lineup of candy bars and th- th- your your staples are always there. Your Snickers bar, your Mars bar and I know I've lost a lot of American listeners now I have no idea what a Mars bar is but also Mars versus Snickers shouldn't even be like a discussion. Like no, Snickers Mars is, is so
1: much better. What? Oh my god, no. <laughs> Snickers <laughs> is way better than Mars. No. Incorrect. You like nuts in your mouth. Incorrect. I
0: do like nuts. <laughs> I do like nuts. In any event, uh, I always, I think, gravitate towards the Wonder Bar. Because that is something I would never buy in full bar form. Because I think it's better as like a bite-sized piece than it is in a full bar piece.
2: That's the way I feel about Crunchy. Like I like Crunchy because I like the, the toffee. But it's so much in a full bar that it's just... That and Butterfinger. Butterfinger is the same. It's too much. It's too decadent. It's too... It's to get caught in your teeth. I can't, I can't fucks with it. It's too much.
0: Yeah. Speaking of getting caught in your teeth, the same with like Crispy Crunch. Yes. Although that is fantastic though. It's a really good chocolate bar or candy bar or whatever. But I don't want to eat a full bar of those things because I feel like I'll have to immediately go to the dentist.
2: Yes. Do you remember
1: Crunch bars though? Crunch is great. Yeah. Like it's, it used to be really big back in the day and now it's kind of gone by the wayside. You can find it if well, you look for
2: it they they had the whole like i remember when we were kids at a big media like it was a media thing when they introduced it and they yeah. kind of held over but like it's kind of slowed down since then you know what I'm talk about they're like the rice krispies in in the bar nestle crunch it
1: was
0: like oh, i know the bar you're talking yeah. about but i don't yeah. remember like a a sting of media around it
2: yeah there Well, it was probably in <clears throat> the early 90s like 94 95 like in that time frame I just remember it being all over TV and shit when it was new. Mm-hmm. Also, I like anything with caramel in it. Like, caramel is huge. Love caramel. My So, 94,
0: 95. So, we're talking, like, the Bret Hart and Diesel era of WWF. Like, yes, that's sir. how I remember years. I don't know <laughs> I was years, saying, I was like, a, Who won Dustin's the Royal Rumble? i his wrestling yeah. era. Is yeah, it is. So like when I think back of like oh you're talking about 1992 oh okay so that's when Ric Flair was world champion okay I, I re- now I remember what time frame we're talking about This is like related to who was world champion at the time. It gets really difficult in like post Steve Austin era when like everyone and their mom held the title like in one calendar year, so you don't really have like a you know a John Cena year because he held the title for years and like you bounce it back and forth to Randy Orton. I
1: digress. <laughs> Maddie. <laughs> Um, that's hard because yeah, like there's a lot that I would go to as a staple, like Reese's peanut butter cups would arguably be like top tier for me, but yes, as a Halloween selection, exactly. So in saying that, Ooh, this is hard because I'm the just, Reese peanut butter cups
0: are really, really good. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I love the Reese peanut butter cups. Um, also, did you see that video of that guy floating around on, uh, <laughs> twitter like this week, penis? He, had... <laughs> he called it reese's penis <laughs>
1: <laughs> like i said like, live television
0: point. very good very good stuff um, anyways, um but like the ones you get for halloween though the okay
1: i don't know if this smaller. is one of those
0: th- they are tiny yes. they are so small and like is this one of those situations where i've just gotten bigger and like candy around me has remained the same size no or this legitimately like, has gone smaller over the. it's years? like
1: 15 percent smaller this guy got the, the measuring album. tape. Out. He's like, <laughs> you, you don't fuck with Reese's, man. <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> it always creeps me that he has a measuring tape by his computer, but whatever. I have
0: uh, a lot of stuff going on here. I'm moving in a couple weeks, so I'm like measuring like all sorts of things and whatever. So
1: he's <laughs> like Elaine in that episode of Seinfeld where when they win shoesies and then Elaine wins the uh, the couch or the apartment or whatever, and she's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if there's measuring measure in the couch. But um, funny. yeah, I. that's tough. I might have to lean towards like what Jim said in the sour candy because that's not my go-to every day. Because like if I want like sugar candy, non-chocolate stuff, instantly Skittles is right top of the list. Skittles is right there. But if I want like a bite-sized chocolate, it would be like Smarties or M&Ms. And then if I want a chocolate bar, it'll be... Reese's peanut butter cups or like bounty chocolate coconut is next level bounty. and then but so I would probably say Sour Patch Kids or some some shit like that because that's not the common choice and it's well, just you, enough
0: to satiate you I'll tell you what I was eating a lot of yesterday though so we had a box of the Mars variety pack so it was the Mars bars Snickers Twix uh, and the two different M&Ms the regular and the peanut and coffee those coffee crisp actually you know what it wasn't even that one so there's a box of that and there's the box of the one that had like arrow and smarties and mm-hmm. coffee crisp and something kit kat. Else. kit kat so those are the ones i was giving out to the kids because like these are all mid chocolates like kit kat arrow smarties and coffee Crisp. that's all mid
2: no What's this guy, wait, the Laura Secord? I <laughs> mean, like, that's no... <laughs> I need
1: yeah, top no, tier. I am getting Purdy's chocolate. All no, the time. but I'm saying,
0: like, okay, so any, so what's the best one of those? The Kit Kat or the Arrow or probably Smarties Kit Kat. Or... I would say Kit Kat or okay. Coffee Crisp. So, put, so put Kit Kat up against Twix. It's not even a discussion. Twix is better. Put Kit Kat up against Mars. I don't even like Mars, but Mars is the winner in that situation.
2: No, I, mm, mm, I'm a kick guy. Man, he just really needs to break.
0: Not, not appropriate.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what I'm saying is the other pack that has the Twix and the Snickers and Mars and M Ms. I feel like I feel like so M Ms versus
2: Smarties, not even discussion. M Ms is better, right? I feel like that's a like a, a certain day of the week for me. Like it just it, that like some days I'm in the mood for M and M's, some days I'm in the mood for Smarties, and for our American friends, Smarties here are candy coated chocolate, not what we call rockets, which are the little candies in the U.S. Rockets are called Smarties in the U.S.
0: Yeah, they they're all kind of messed up with their candy name. No, Smarties are called rockets in the U.S. Anyways, no, so the point I'm trying around. to get at. So around, okay. these were these are all the candies that were available to me, but I was giving away the ones I didn't like. Well, yeah. And you never
1: you I mean, never ooh, give away what you, you like you know
2: which ones i do like actually like you know those fizz like the fizz things those are awesome <laughs> like those. i forgot are, they, about those
1: yeah or like do you remember the uh yeah like the fizz poppers that came in the line yeah yes yeah, yeah, yeah so those good were awesome yeah. What, yeah. what happened
0: to those you know those are one of those candies that you only Dollar ever store. see it dollarama yeah. dollarama has or
2: rockets them. or dude five cent candy do we talk about five cent candies already i think we I did think on this podcast did.
1: And because like we were like, you have like 15 cents and you can get five cent candies. What are you going for? And Coke bottle bottles. candies were up yeah. there. But oh, sorry. Dustin was saying something. He's got to finish. So he's handing out candies kids, not the ones yeah. he likes.
0: Giving out the ones <laughs> I don't like. And there's also a box of the Skittles, Starburst, Oof. and the Starburst Favorites. All right. So if you're not familiar with the Favorites, it's just all the red ones that they put in the Favorites.
1: So Which you have like your low here. You
0: have your cherry. Uh excuse me. Yeah, you your fruit punch, lemon, watermelon, the strawberry.
2: Are you seriously gonna be shitting on red Starburst? Cherry, right now? cherry is the best star- This guy doesn't like no, Snickers. Lemon. Doesn't like red red Starburst. So, okay, if you got
0: an original Starburst, so the one that had the red, the orange, the yellow, lemon. and the pink.
1: You want the yellow out of. All the- I will of those. hunt down the yellow, and if there's only like three of them in there, I will take those and you know hand what? the rest away.
2: I'm not gonna shit on this guy for this. You wonder why? This is the guy we keep around when we have Starburst so that we get the reds and he can have the yellow.
1: <laughs> I also say my favorite candy flavor is lime, like lime Skittles, the lime Tootsie Rolls. Like how they have like the Tootsie. There's regular like chocolate Tootsie Rolls, and then they have like the fruit Tootsies that you, we used to get back in the day. The lime was my favorite. Lemon close second. Limeade is like my favorite drink on the planet. Like I'm obsessed with the lime flavor. And when they put lemon zest on stuff, I'm like, no, I want lime zest. And my wife's like, so we're going to go and spend triple the amount of money on limes because you want lime zest on your shit instead of lemon zest, which is half the price for like three or four more lemons in the bag. I was like, woman, yes. And then she just shakes her head and walk away from me and questions her life decisions.
0: Well, so on on the Starburst Halloween candy, it comes in a two pack, and you rip that thing open. Yes, and I was gonna say, like, when you rip that one open and you get two yellows, that's like the
1: Jackpot. universe.
0: That's the universe laughing at you. You know, like your day is just gonna take a turn for the worse at that moment. Like, oh, you're hoping boner for me, you're hoping for the double red when you open it up, and then and there's so the the favorites eliminates this, and so like obviously we're not alone on this, and. There's a reason why they created the fave reds and not the fave yellows. You know, like <laughs> if Starburst made an all-yellow Starburst, like they'd be out of business yesterday. They Oh, no, the because I reds. would keep them in business single-handedly.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> they would have to expand out beyond the lemon, though. They'd have to bring in some like banana versions, right? Probably. But nevertheless, when the options are the cherry, the fruit punch, the watermelon, and the uh, strawberry. Anytime I opened it up and I got the two pinks. I was like, this is gone like as big of a problem as the two yellows were, and that's only because I'm spoiled by favorites because my other options are cherry and fruit punch. Because like clearly, I want those two. Like, can you just give me cherry and like that's
1: all I want? Just but, give me the cherry and the fruit punch. Enough of these pink candies. Let's just move on that, with the reds. But know? that's because watermelon flavored things is atrocious tasting. Like watermelon In-correct. itself is amazing. Sour watermelon <laughs> little slices are good. Watermelon yeah. slices are pretty good, <clears throat> but like. In comparison, if you get a cherry candy, you like it's cherries. True. You know, if you have cherries and ice cream or you just eat some cherries, you're enjoying some cherries. And cherry candy is good. You know, if you have blueberry and eh, you like blueberries, blueberries are good to sit there and snack on. They taste great. You get a blueberry candy. You're not upset. But you get a watermelon candy, like a Starburst or like a watermelon gum or some, some shit, it's yeah, disgusting in comparison a real watermelon.
0: I've always said that I don't know why candy manufacturers make anything but red and blue candies because that's got to be their number one sellers.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, maybe. some people. Like I would say grapes pretty up there.
2: Yeah, grapes up there, and orange is all right. Like when it comes to wine gums, I mean everything basically but
1: black. Lifesavers. Oh, that's another thing. Getting lifesavers in Halloween candy is awesome too. Yeah, see, that's the interesting thing about Halloween candies, because you get
0: the opportunity to eat these candies you would never buy. Like, no, there's oh, never yeah. a time where I'm in line at a store and you see the lamp of candy and you're like, oh, yeah, get me some lifesavers right now. But,
1: but if no you go down, that. if you go down to the candy aisle, like Loblaws or Metro for our American friends, those are our Wawa and Walgreens. No, it's not a culture. Wawa. <laughs> no. No, Wawa is like a gas station. Okay, then it's like, what, their Walgreens and their... What's the other... It's a, it's a grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> They'll figure it out. <laughs> so, but the like candy aisle there, there's stuff that you haven't seen in a long time and then you grab it. Because there's one candy that will make me buckle every time, but I never get it for a couple reasons. One, because I will eat copious amounts and I can get this shit at Bulk Barn. And two, I will shit myself for days. It's chocolate covered raisins. I will <laughs> like dummy sets. Yes. And I will tell you this, and I don't care what the fuck anyone says. I got Jim on this Glossettes in movie popcorn. Oh,
0: like pretty, yeah, like you're dumping the glossets
1: in the popcorn. Yeah. And like I know people are like, oh, do MMs. No, 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 no. Do the glossettes. Because you get like the sweet chocolate and the tart sweet of the great of the uh, raisin and the chocolate and then you get the the salty and savoriness of the popcorn it's it's a fantastic mix
0: now are you also going with the extra layered butter in the popcorn of course you if you glass? don't
1: why are you there just leave like no, jump I, off I'm, the I'm, top yeah you might as well I'm just, with just have with the you might as well just have, have popcorn to have topping
0: <laughs> <laughs> so i've seen many people and i won't name names but like they'll get the layered butter and then we will go right over to the popcorn topping gimmick and just pour more of that on top as well, and it's like this is just—I don't know, man. Like that seems the difference between
2: butter? butter and popcorn is that's class warfare. Like it's yeah. popcorn topping is for like sub-gen
1: pop. It is not. It is so- not good. <laughs> like and like not the guy we- who cakes the dill on the layered butter popcorn. Do you ever see that? The guy who gets like the ketchup or brings their own seasoning. I've seen people bring their own seasoning. What the fuck are you doing? If I'm making microwave popcorn at home, I will season it. That's fine. You're at home. But when you're at a theater, like show no. some civility. Yeah. You uncultured yeah. fuck. This is getting out of hand.
0: And I've also seen people and will not name names. Because, you know, that's what they say in Seinfeld. Not to name names.
1: <laughs> I've seen awesome.
0: someone... Uh, grab a straw from the Coke Remix machine. I know where okay? this is
1: going. And
0: oh. put it onto the popcorn topper gimmick, and then slide it into the you know container of popcorn, and then hit the gimmick button. Points. And they're getting the, the <laughs> topping for... right into the middle of the bag as well.
2: Points for ingenuity. It's good ingenuity. Yeah, we just both said ingenuity. Points for <laughs> ingenuity, but uh, yeah, minus points for. Taste in <laughs>
1: class. Yeah, no, that's that's a that's a rough go. But yeah, uh, Halloween Kenny, it's also a vicious time because especially now. So full disclosure, I my wife and me, first you know, year of Halloween when having a house and shit like that, we ran for the hills. Like, nope, lights off, cars in the garage, we're going to my dad's fuck it. <laughs> right? We we're we had wanted no business of that, but then we were, cause we went walking around with Jim and my niece, his daughter um, and my dad, and we all kind of walked around. And what I realized is a lot of people nowadays, big bucket, throw the candy in, have at her. And I did notice that a lot of people were very respectful, you know, not like the kids weren't taking three or four or five or whatever. Like you would see on a TV or movie, they're being very respectful and you know, I can appreciate that. So next year's plan bucket on the front porch
0: i don't know man it just takes that one dick
1: kid oh 100 i'm gonna put a sign saying if you're that dick kid i have you on camera yeah. <laughs> and i yeah, will expose you to the world
0: <laughs> uh anything else from your week maddie
1: oh yeah i didn't even talk about my week jesus christ um call of duty came out i'm playing a lot of call of duty it's been fun getting ready for god of war next week which dustin and me t- kind of talked about leading into this before jim got on and Can't wait, man it's uh i am so hyped there's few games that will get me to take time off work to play this is one of them and i thank god that next friday is a holiday for me because i'm gonna be up all night on thursday night and hammering god of war because it comes out on wednesday also, also on a wednesday no, it's i know it's fucking stupid and it's probably because they're like, get it Wednesday. Or if you really want pre-order now and you get early access on Tuesday and you're going to have all these dudes with boners like me, I only have a half boner, not a full boner for God of War. So, um, yeah, like I'm getting hyped for that, but Call of Duty has been fun. Uh, obviously the Halloween thing. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's pretty much it. I had the one weekend of the month, the wife went home to her parents. So it was just like all me and I hammered three seasons of the league because i haven't watched it and with you know all this like i've watched it before but i haven't watched it in a long long time and so you know obviously us talking about it and jim going and watching it and shit like that, I was like, you know what? i'm gonna give this a watch so if he goes back in his plex he probably sees all the rewatches of seasons one three um but that was like saturday for me and then yeah i don't know man it's uh i feel like it's gonna get really busy really quickly soon just like you know, with holidays and all these games coming out, because this is like the gamers' time of year, right? Well, not just that, but that's all this is where all the movies start coming out too, right? Like we've had Black,
0: black Adam, Panther, and now Black Panther coming out this week as well, and back I to, to
1: back blacks. <laughs> yep, back in black, baby. Yeah, and then and, Avatar, boy, and I'm, yeah. I'm excited. Jim's not. He's like, fuck it, <laughs> Avatar.
0: Okay, Avatar, not a good movie. But I appreciate the world they tried to create. It's a spectacle. It, it is. And here's my only issue with this Avatar movie. This better not it better not start a train of 3D televisions again and 3D movies again. Are we we are past it, okay? It came and everyone hated it and no one wanted anything to do with it. I will specifically go to a movie that does not
1: have 3D capabilities. I don't want anything to do with the 3D bullshit. We stopped doing 3D too. When But like for a time though, the only seats you could buy in reserve was the 3D IMAX. Yes, that was the worst. So we sucked it up. And then when they stopped doing that, and it was like IMAX or 3D, we started just picking the IMAX mostly because my dad would get this weird like headache with the 3D glasses after a while where he would like get nauseous, where it was like messing with his head, and he would start. And so I was like, you know what, not worth it. Like, I was like, whatever, take it or leave it. But I agree and i i don't think i'll go see this in 3d i not the first time like i'll go see it and it'll be the first viewing i'll sit back enjoy not have a lick of liquid because that shit's 3 hours and 15 minutes long god damn it um okay, but that's another pr- another problem with that movie <laughs> right and so but on the second viewing i may check it out in 3d if i enjoy it
2: I just Here's can't watch question. blue cat people for 3 hours. <laughs> like, you don't want to watch blue cat people fucking for 3 hours. Yeah, I don't want to watch blue cat people banging for 3 hours just so James Cameron can stroke himself and say, "Look at me, I'm on top again." Like yeah, I just you know, I don't It's going to
1: be an easy 900 million like, minimum.
2: Andrew, you might as well just just James Cameron and Andrew Lloyd Webber can just make Avatar 4 Cats. With jellical cats, and they just
1: well, he is doing an avatar for it and a fire. Sure. With yeah, they're with, already with, filming all these movies all at once
2: because the, the dude can't, uh, I'm not getting into it. The dude, the dude can't, yeah, just but he be.
1: arguably made the greatest action movie of all time.
0: Cool. So, <laughs> here's an interesting question based on the movies. If you so it's a brand new movie has come out, and you have the option of IMAX, you have the option of VIP. You have the option of the Screen X. I don't know if you tried Screen X before. Is
1: that is that the like the wraparound? Yeah.
0: Yeah. 270 degrees all the way around you.
1: Yeah, I did Star Trek in that. It was actually pretty cool.
0: And I guess the other option is the 4DX option. Or D box.
1: I feel like D box is 4DX, isn't it? No, d box is just the motion seats. Four DX has like the spraying and like. The, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, so, D-Box
0: is 4DX, but 4DX has extra, like, accoutrement as yes. well as the D-Box yeah.
1: seats. Well said, by the way. Yeah. So, what are you picking in that scenario? IMAX, 100%. Always IMAX. You know why? VIP, it's a different type of people that think because they paid more and they're in that setting, they can act more like douchebags. That is
0: not my experience with VIP. That's Really? <laughs> not <laughs> the only <laughs> movies. Well, here's the thing. Like, I go to VIP movies on, like, a Saturday afternoon. So, maybe it's different. If you're going, like, on a Saturday night or something.
2: $9.50 Imagine Imagine Cinemas, full reclining chairs, space. There's three chairs to a fucking aisle. Like,
1: who cares what the screen is? Half the time, you guys fucking watch it on your own screens anyway. So who gives a shit? When you're watching a movie like Avatar, and I know you're not really into that, but you can't deny the spectacle and scale of what the movie is or a Marvel movie or you know, something... Similar or akin to that, seeing it in IMAX screen is something different. Like, I'll be honest, I for visual quality and fidelity, yes, watching it at home, 4K, where you can really get the HDR going, the colors are popping, the blacks are nice and deep, it's really nice. You don't go for visual quality; you simply go for scale. Go to go, go to, to Cinesphere, uh, every movie
2: what? we should every every movie, everyone should just go see it's Cinesphere.
1: I saw Lord of the Rings there, by the way, all three of them is really cool. <laughs> but um, yeah, you you go to IMAX just for scale. And I will say for movies, there's a lot of movies that they do in IMAX that you're like, whatever. Movies like Top Gun, I know people shit on it, but Eternals, just because the way Chloe Zhao shoots her films, it was excellent in IMAX. But those are the films you go see in IMAX. You're not going to see freaking Chuck and Larry get well, married. That's what- but that's my point. So
0: like I'm saying, like, if a new movie comes out, are you always going IMAX if you have the case? Or is it more like, it's a Chris Nolan film and I know he's shot like 90% of this on IMAX, and I'm going on IMAX. Like, is, like, what's the breaking point for you? Are you always IMAX or is it by I'll, case by case basis?
1: I'll default because I can pick my seat and then I don't have to deal with like going early and making sure you get what you want. You pick your seat on every theater now. Do you really? I won't, yeah. won't, Imagine again, because I've only just gone to IMAX
2: imagine you pick your seat too
1: well then that changes the game for me because i did i wasn't aware of that i thought there was the general mission, and then there's the bougie imax and i was always buying the bougie imax but if you can pick your seat i
0: get the no man bougie i get bougie vip and i pick my seat no worries well know that but but if you don't like if you go to like a regular ass theater okay if it's if it's cineplex it's a regular ass theater you still pick your seat
1: okay if that's the case then then If it's a movie that is supposed to be a visual spectacle, then yes, I'm going to IMAX. No questions asked. If it's something like a comedy movie, it's really depending on the time frame. So if the only time available is the IMAX, I'll pick the IMAX. If it's not, and I just want to go see the movie, who gives a fuck what time? I'll go to the Gen Pop. Gen Pop.
0: (laughs) All right, uh, let's put a bow on this. My week is similar to Maddie's in that. I have been playing video games to prepare for God of War, and what I mean by that is, and I think I mentioned it last week when I said my shout-out goes to Gorilla Games uh, for Horizon, and it won't get the credit that it deserves, and it will not win Game of the Year because of God of War, and because of Elden Ring, but I did finally get the Platinum Trophy for Horizon Forbidden West, so hooray for me, it's my like fifth Platinum of all time, <laughs> I don't get many of these Platinum Trophies, so... I am very pleased with getting that trophy. It's out of the way. It's done. And I'm now clear. I'm now clear and ready for God of War Ragnarok, which actually, fun fact, one of the only other platinum trophies I have is from the original God of War. Well, not original, but like the last God of War that they made. So I can't wait for God of War. I think that's going to be a whole lot of fun. And, you know, I'm willing to bet. That if you're a big enough God of War fan, you can probably go to Now Your Treasures and find some sort of art piece that's related to Now Your Treasures. Because this episode is brought to you by Now Your Treasures. Now Your Treasures are purveyors of licensed fine art prints from movies, comics, TV, and video games. And you know what? Maybe, maybe God of War sourced from galleries in the US and UK which include artists from all over the world. Visit Now Your Treasures on Instagram and send a DM 43.6 to receive 43% off any order. All orders are shipped with tracking and complimentary insurance. Visit the ever-entire expanding inventory at nowyourtreasures.ca or .com that's N O W Y O U R T R E A S U R E S.ca Or.com and remember go to Now Your Treasures on Instagram, send a DM 43.6 to receive 43% off any order. Now
1: you fucking did it. (laughs) Good job, boy.
0: All you gotta do sometimes is slow down and actually read the copy instead of just trying to like make it up as you go.
1: I will say though, before you do move on. Listen in next week. There may be some fun giveaway with Now Your Treasures. Just Hold your horses, just get ready, listen in details come next week, but listen in because yes. for the 30th episode, you know, I, to be honest, like I was like, Hey, we have fun talking mm-hmm. sports all the time. I didn't know how if, you know, just cause life gets in the way and life happens and stuff like that. Sometimes it's hard to be consistent with stuff like this. So 30 episodes, I think is really good. And so, yeah. I, I just literally, while you're reading that copy saying, hey, if you could tease this out for you guys on your cast, because he's doing it with us, that would be greatly appreciated. So listen next week. Details on a giveaway with Now Your Treasures.
0: Details for that coming soon. And you're right. This is uh, we cover coming close to episode 30 and this being episode 29. And we're still <laughs> constantly changing the show and trying to make it different. And one of the things that we're changing up this week, we're just going to run through a quick news segment of everything that it and again we'll try to make it quick and let's fly through some of these news stories and we'll see how it goes i mean we just talked 30 minutes about candy and movies so who knows um (laughs) first story on (laughs) first story on the uh, uh news section of the program Vladimir Guerrero has won his first ever gold glove at first base. Congratulations to Vladimir Guerrero. There was also a number of other players, obviously. They gave it out to uh, every player. In, well, every player. They gave one out to <laughs> Congrats, every Vladdy. position in both leagues. Um, one of the people who also got an award was uh, JT Real, P- Real Puto. And I, I felt like it was worth mentioning just because uh, we had shit on that guy a lot this year for being uh, an anti vaxer But, hey man, you got a gold glove. Good for him. Uh, the NFL trade deadline was today, and there was a bunch of stuff that went down. Uh, most notably, the Bills and Colts swapped second-string running backs. So Naheem Hines is now a Bill, and Zach Moss is now a Colt. Interesting, I think. I, I think the Naheem Hines is going to be a big part of that Bill's offense. Um, Zach Moss gets a chance to play somewhere. So I think it, it works out for both guys. Um, interestingly enough, also in the running back front, we have Jeff Wilson, mm-hmm. Going to the Miami Dolphins. And uh, it makes sense based on the 49ers bringing in Christian McCaffrey. So I don't think they needed Jeff Wilson anymore. And Miami, although had, I mean, they traded away the Chase, Ed, Chase Edmonds uh, earlier this week as well. Or what was this day? It doesn't matter. Chase Edmonds no longer plays for the Miami Dolphins, but they do have Raheem Mostert. And Mostert was at times showing that he could be a number one running back, but it looks like they don't think so. So Jeff Wilson will come in and be the. The second head of that two-headed running back horse, I would suppose. And also, Calvin Ridley got traded to our boy TK's uh, (laughs) football team. And I don't know what TK is thinking, considering Calvin Ridley can't play. And uh, obviously, because he got suspended for the entire season. But I suppose they're looking ahead till next year for that one. And I think the last, well, a couple of big moves. TJ Hawkinson is now a Minnesota Viking, and Lions look like they've officially given up on this season. And the Vikings just look absolutely shredded to go for it. And then I think one of the strangest ones was Chase Claypool going to the yeah. Chicago Bears. And like when that trade, when I read that trade this morning, I was like, "What? Why? Like, am, have I not been paying attention? Like, are, are the issue? Bears, are the Bears a better team than I thought they were? Like, are they in a playoff spot right now? No." They're no. not. <laughs> they're
2: no, the Bears are better than they are. No, the Bears go look up Justin Fields and the Bears stats. The Bears just throw the fucking ball. That's what they do. Justin Fields just like <laughs> in the words of my brother, Huck em, chuck him football. Like that is <laughs> I was gonna say he's like George Costanza. He just chucks it. <laughs> yeah, he does. He's, he's like so I think they're just trying to surround him with five RW twos and <laughs> try and pick which one to defend, right? Like it's just like that's looks to be the game plan. Like, I don't I can't understand like like you said they're not competitive. Um so I don't know why they're but again, if you're giving fields weapons, maybe that's the play. The only
0: thing I can think of is that because the bears are currently 3 and 5, which is good enough to be like one of the worst teams in the NFC. But they're 3 and 5. And like um who else is 3 and 5? The Saints are 3 and 5. The Cardinals are 3 and 5. The Packers are 3 and 5 who are in their division. Uh, the Buccaneers are three and five, and then the Rams are three and four. Right now, in the last wild card spot is the Forty ers with a record of four and four.
2: So what's, so what's not, the like, Bears? What's the Bears' record? Come or not record? What's the Bears' schedule look like? Who do they play in their next five games? The Bears' schedule
0: in the next few games. Jesus, it's November already, isn't it? Uh, they got
2: the Dolphins. Dolphins? Yeah. Okay. They, got they got the, the Lions. Lions. So potentially and, winnable. Both probably not the
0: Dolphins but no I think, the they, Lions
2: the Lions are potentially they should beat the
0: Lions yes they should beat the Falcons and then they have the easiest of all of them they got the Jets after that
2: mm. so <laughs> I mean they probably think they can win three out of four there right so then you're getting to 500 football so maybe that's
1: and then after that they get the Packers
2: which potentially right, puts them yeah. in a winning record
1: are they in Green Bay? Are they in Chicago, though? Because Aaron Rodgers, for some reason, when he's in Chicago, just goes next level. That looks like it is in Chicago.
2: Yeah, but the next level from zero is one, so... But then, yes. if
0: you look at their last four games of the season, <laughs> it's it's murderer's row of the NFL. Like, it's, it's the Eagles, <laughs> it's the Bills, <laughs> then they get a bye week with the Lions, and then the Vikings. So... <laughs> In the last month of the season,
2: they're going to lose three of those games. Yeah. So maybe, the, like, uh, does, does Claypool have time last... on his contract?
1: Sitting guys for preparing for playoffs, though. Like, if they're playing second stringers, getting ready for playoffs.
0: That's the thing. Like, that's the only benefit. Like, the Eagles are so running away with the NFL right now. It's possible that by week 15, they don't care anymore. And the Bills certainly won't care by week 16. And the Vikings won't care by week 18.
1: The only thing is, is, is chasing the perfect season, though. Or not the perfect season but like chasing you know historical record yeah i heard like that it could be but if you're so far and away and you're not going to be entering any kind of record territory for that shit sit your guys
2: yeah you know, but, if uh, you know does, does claypool have term
0: i imagine he does i don't i don't know off the top of my head
2: though
1: Yeah. because yeah. at the end of the day no one's gonna remember you being like you had a great season like No one talks about the fantastic season the Patriots had the year they lost to the Giants. What people remember is the fantastic year that they lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl, right? So I mean,
2: people still talk about the Dolphins' perfect season.
1: It's because Dan Marino never did anything else.
2: Also true.
0: Claypool, Claypool is under contract next season.
1: Okay, So that's a futures thing then I think I think they either think one maybe if we win A few of these games we can squeak into a wild card. Two if we don't we're going to have a good draft pick And then maybe we bring in somebody else And we have some foundation Around whoever we bring in Bring in with Fields and Claypool And the rest of whoever's there plus whatever They will augment with in the offseason Whether it's free agents or who they draft And then it's less time to say We got to develop certain guys that We already have foundation there
2: yeah, and Cole Cole Komet is having an atrocious season. Like he's not he's not <laughs> playing very well. So, and I mean, so I think you know you spread out that offense, you give Justin Fields some options, and you know maybe next year a little more maturity. It's the same thing with Zach Wilson. Like watching the the Jets game this last this past week, the errors from the Jets and especially were all like a lot of it came down to maturity and, and Wilson's decisions to to throw the ball into the. <laughs> the hands of the Patriots defenders as opposed to out of bounds. So I think you know a lot of these young quarterbacks like w- Hype or whatever like they're still it's year two right there's got to be a level of maturity there for all of them like Mac Jones included right so
1: that's college mentality too. No oh, yeah. you know not to throw the ball out of bounds right because in college Zach Wilson can throw that ball all day and either one out throw the DBs or two, he's just going to huck it up and one of his receivers was going to get it, Mm -hmm. right? It's Trevor Lawrence had the same thing in Clemson. So I think that, like you said, is the maturity thing that it's just, they're not used to getting rid of the ball and throwing it out of bounds or throwing it, you know, towards somebody that is literally intentional grounding, but they're like, no, someone was close. Yeah. Right. Um, But I also... Do you you want to... Go ahead.
0: So do you want to do our NFL picks now, or do you want to wait till after the big I'll stop?
2: assume now.
1: Yeah, we'll do yeah. now.
0: I figured just because we're on the topic of NFL right now, I didn't think we'd talk this much about it. So while we're here, um, as you know, we've been going week by week, making our NFL picks of who's going to win that particular week. We're doing it suicide styles, where once we pick that particular team, we can't pick them again for the rest of the season. Thus far, the score is Maddie with five, James with three and me with four. So I'm starting to catch up. Because of last week, the only person to get their pick wrong last week was James, who picked the Bengals over the Browns. Maddie was correct in picking the Cowboys over the Bears, and I was correct in picking the Vikings over the Cardinals. Now, going into week nine, it sounds like you wanted to start listening to me and Maddie because we are the ones that have the good picks, and James is just over here floundering with three correct answers so far.
2: But but I also haven't taken the gimmies.
1: That's true. Oh. He's taken a lot. Of, most of his games have been kind of not. Not I'm going to run the table. Cowboys at the and end. Bears. I'm going to run the table great. at
0: the end. But you're saying in week five, we took the Niners over the Panthers? That wasn't a gimme?
1: I mean, the Niners aren't necessarily great. You know, the Panthers the are
0: horrible, though. Listen. In any event, our mm-hmm. picks for this week, in <laughs> week nine, I am taking a gimme because that is how this game <laughs> works and it's, it's about not- racking up victories <laughs> oh. and it's a, it's about getting your parlay to pay that's what this is about getting that parlay to pay and if you want your parlay to pay you're going to take the Kansas City Chiefs over the Tennessee Titans
2: and I'm saying you're going to take the underrated apparently Seattle Seahawks over the potentially overrated Kyler Murray and Arizona Cardinals And that even, is because with, what? even with the return of uh, what's his nuts I DeAndre?
0: About. DeAndre? Well, DeAndre Hopkins? Yeah. Huh. I mean, yes, he had a hell of a game last week. Um, did you see that catch? Where he, like, one-handed catch and caught yeah, that man. touchdown? It was insane. That was nice. But you're banking this on Kyler being preoccupied this weekend?
2: I mean, is it double XP weekend? <laughs> is that <what's... laughs>
1: Yo, it's... Let, let, let me send a quick message. I'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> it's a double XP weekend. No, that's... I mean... Yeah, sure. And your pick, Matty. Uh I'm taking the Ravens over the Saints. Um, Which I
0: believe is Monday night football this week, is it not?
1: It is. I always hate habit. picking like the Thursday night or the Monday nighters for these, but Oh yeah, that's a good point. Can we even
0: pick Monday night football games considering we're gonna be recording like as <laughs> that yeah. happens? Yeah, yeah. I mean I guess we can, but like Yeah by next week's episode we may not necessarily have an update on the scores, but that's not what
2: uh are you excited, Dustin, about Deshaun Jackson? I mean,
0: sorta. Is he Listen, still a female? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, he's that's the thing. The Ravens have him on the roster now, and yeah. he may play in Week Nine. We'll see. The problem is the Ravens, obviously, and this is like this is what we talked about before the season started. They have no wide receivers. Like Bateman and Duvernay, isn't the the shocking two names you want to hear? You're lining up against, right? Um, and that's. And Majors is more of a slot play.
2: Here? Yeah, Majors is more of a slot play in the in the middle of the field.
0: Right. So I I don't think they're bringing in Deshaun Jackson to be what he used to be for the Eagles. I think exactly. He'll be a slot guy. He'll be a slotty receiver that Jenny loves. And <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Uh, Deshaun Jackson actually was in an episode of the league, was he not? I feel like I, he was.
1: I believe he was. I know. That's I how old he got- is. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually true. Because Ocho is actually major
0: Peter standpoint of all the guys who acted in the league. Who's might still be in the, the league? He J. might J. J. be the only.
2: Yeah, he might be one of the only ones. I Try
0: should. It, we, should yeah, we should. Yeah, we should like look it up later. But I think yeah, yeah. him and JJ Watt are probably the only guys who are still in the NFL who acted in the league.
1: It's a good show. And then just quickly before we move on from the NFL. I just have this feeling, and I wanted to ask when we were talking about the Bears. But do you think Fields gets one more year to of show course. that he can do it before? No, oh, like think I'm saying, I to do eat you more. think after next year, if he just shits the bed, they ship him out and draft a QB? No, oh. I don't think so.
2: No, I think I think these guys that that class is going to get a lot of runway. I think yeah. um, because I don't think. I don't think they have entirely shit the bed on any of any of the teams. I mean, the, the jury's still out on Trey Lance. Uh, Wilson's been hurt twice. Uh, fields. I mean, if like, he's not terrible, he's not great. And Trevor's been okay. And
0: also if you look at that division though, like obviously the saints are the runaway team right now, but the Packers have been garbage and Aaron Rodgers isn't going to be doing this for much longer. So you got to believe that the second best team in that division is is for the taking now. Like the Lions aren't going to do it. So with Justin Fields with a bit more experience next year, I I absolutely think the Bears can make some noise in that division.
1: Okay. No, I was just curious because it seems like a lot of Bears fans and a lot of people hyped up Fields being finally they have their guy and it's just I don't know, man, Chicago fans turn on their guys quick.
2: They do, but I think I think we're so used to these quarterbacks, like, I people have weird memories. Like, do you, like Aaron Rodgers didn't walk into Green Bay and become a great. Like, he had to sit behind Brett Favre for years, yeah, right? He also
1: had Brett Favre to learn from.
2: Sure, but I mean, what I'm saying is, he like name the last quarterback that was incredible that was interjected from the draft.
0: What do you mean, interjected from the draft? Like, you mean like played? Joe Burrow. Like he came out of the the draft Draft, and went right into the league. Yeah.
1: Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck.
2: Okay, Andrew Luck. Maybe Josh Allen. (laughs) Josh Allen. Well, Josh Allen's first year was kind of shaky, I suppose. Mahomes? No, Mahomes sat behind Alex Smith.
0: And Lamar Jackson did sit behind Flacco for at least a year or two. So, I the forgot, only one I can think I of off the top of my there. head is Andrew Luck. And even RG3 had a hell of a rookie year. Like, he didn't last long in the NFL, but he did come right out of the league. I, I see your point, is what you're trying to say. It's like, it. usually these guys
2: need some time for seasoning and development. Simmer, simmer, man. Like, don't. And the league gives up Everybody's on quarterbacks. <laughs> the league gives up on quarterbacks way too quick because there's. They feel like there's this precedent for guys to walk on the job, but there's not. And that's, I feel like guys are like, well. you don't get it in the first two years like like every quarterback they want these guys to be like got it right in the first two years when they didn't right like it's very
0: weird well speaking of giving up on someone and not giving them enough time to figure it out um how about steve nash getting let go after seven (laughs) games as head coach (laughs) that's before the season we talked about the whole kevin durant situation and how he wanted out and he wanted the trade and Then after the things settled down, he said, like, he openly said this to, I don't know if he openly said it to the media or openly said it to ownership of, like, it either I go or Steve Nash goes. Yeah, that came out really quick. It looks like they have made their decision in keeping Kevin Durant happy, and he is sticking around clearly, and Steve Nash is not. So originally it was reported that Steve Nash got fired, but now the reports are saying that they amicably parted ways, we'll
1: say. Uh, Yeah, either way, um, that's Steve Nash Nash saying, oh, yeah,
2: I don't actually want to deal with this shit. Peace. He probably
1: thought he probably thought he was coming in. You know, he had Durant and then Durant and yeah, the meme uh, Durant and Kyrie and, you know, all that stuff. He's like, yeah, I can work with this. And then finding out how much of a. uh, To put it lightly. A negative impact those two guys are on a room and then bringing in ben simmons who is going to be lucky to average six points a game by the end of the year oh he's probably, gonna
2: no he's, he's gonna he's gonna be a six and six player six point six fouls that's gonna be like
1: yeah he's just like, i want to get the out of here
2: trying to coach that team is like trying to fish for jellyfish barehanded like there's no there's no win in, in doing that like you're just like it's there's no way around not getting beat up and stung all day like that team and it's a kind of a weird segue into what we'll talk about next but Steve, like when you let your players control the narrative the way the brooklyn nets have there is no path to victory there is no path it's the same with lebron in in la sorry
1: that's the nba in general
2: yeah well players
1: dictate everything
2: right but those teams don't end up winning right like it's the teams that generally have you know the leadership from the top down i'm not talking about players i'm talking about from the top no
1: because golden golden state's a good example of your point steve kerr like steve kerr just he he has control of that team yeah and know i think it is in milwaukee when they won you know you didn't hear a lot of shit like yeah Giannis you heard maybe a little bit of rumblings but it didn't get out in the way that Durant shit gets out and Russell Westbrook gets out and LeBron shit gets out and dude Greg Popovich yeah yeah you could you imagine hearing that shit under pop it would never happen they shipped
2: out Kawhi right yeah like that's the thing like when when shit got weird for San Antonio they said fuck it goodbye now it was the Raptors benefit but the Raptors turned him around under a a good coach Nick nurse as well. Right. So, um, and look at how the Raptors are playing. So I would, I would say that
1: arguably probably the most disciplined, consistent team in the league. Right. Well, interestingly
0: enough uh, to put a bow on that, the one of the only teams, the nets have beat this year is the Raptors.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But even Uh, a blind squirrel finds a nut.
0: (laughs) Now, talking about embarrassing situations we also have to at least briefly mention the fact that the coyotes played their first game at
1: mullet arena this week and it's been regarded as the best ice in the nhl
2: by the way i'm all over the transitions in this video i've fucked up so many times because i didn't know where we we're going so sorry yeah. to the audience the, the transitions are all over the place don't pay no attention it, it's meaningless <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh yes, we will get to the Maple Leafs in a second, but I did want to touch upon the Mullet Arena just because it's been such a shit show for the NHL. Like look, okay, I know people are saying the ice is good.
2: But have you seen those locker rooms? And they're like, "Oh yeah, it's temporary." Dude, they're not locker rooms. It's the it's the back room of Fan Expo. They have fucking yes. curtains, <laughs> folding chairs, and 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 pop-up Ikea stalls. stalls yeah it's like it's like you know like a pop-up tent it's like they fucking threw it and it just went like that's that's what happened it was like it it was like dial a locker room like that's what it was it's so not professional
0: to me me it looked like uh someone rented a ring from rob fuego and he came with his like (laughs) He came with his pipe and drapes and that he set up yeah. all those things. And that's your locker room. And then I it's had to call the office. guy for the chairs.
2: <laughs> and then the guy comes yes, in the van exactly. and delivers them for the so NHL
1: like, game. <laughs> rooms aside, though, looking at the actual rink and the seating and everything like that there, it honestly legitimately it looks like it'd be a cool atmosphere to go watch an NHL game. You know, no, I don't. I don't
0: disagree with that. I think as a fan, it'll be a lot of fun.
1: The funny thing <laughs> is, is junior rinks here are bigger than that, but that's besides the point. It, you know, like, I think the Lo- the London Knights rink is bigger than the ASU oh, arena. Yeah, listen, the London Knights get like seven thousand people a game, don't they? Yeah, I, I uh, think I think they get like seventy five hundred, but the max seating is nine.
2: Listen, the fun does not equal professional. Right, but
1: if you're a team visiting, you're like, oh, whatever, it's one game, cool, sure. But could you just imagine like you're William Nylander and the Leafs are visiting the Coyotes and you're changing in there and you're walking through with a towel and some dude looking for the pisser just comes and pokes his head in and sees William Nylander in a towel.
2: You're William Nylander and you're peeking and wondering what the home side looks like
1: yeah so and they did say the the rooms will be done in the next like few weeks obviously it's you know it is a bad look i would say from a gimmick standpoint it's not terrible because you know seeing players of that caliber up close in the pace of the game live because watching it on tv does no justice for how fast that game moves is really amazing but as a business decision Absolutely terrible for hockey-related revenue. It's it's a money well, thing for
2: perception, right? Outwardly to the rest of the league. Again, you have this team that has no home, right? Four years. Like, yeah, for four years. <clears throat> so I
1: may go down <laughs> just to do it once because just get a fake student day,
2: card and I bet you they let you in.
1: I know twenty five dollars, but. Or just find some student who would sell them. I bet you I could find a guy. He'd be like $25 for a student ticket. I'd be like, yo, I'll give you a hundy. Give me two. And he's done. He's making double his money. But Dustin, we were talking about this, looking at the seats on the glass for the Leafs Coyotes game was 250 That's which-
2: expensive for Arizona.
1: Why would you pay that much money when you could probably pay the cheapest seat up there and you're pretty much just as close? <laughs> the exact same view. <laughs> yeah, but like I, I would want to go down. The seats look comfortable. They're they're you know really nice. I'm surprised know, they food.
2: haven't started try like coach a game for the Coyotes. Given <laughs> like they're just trying to like you could be the head coach for a night.
1: But like, I just think it'd be cool to to check it out as you know, as a fan of the sport and you know, loves the sport as much as I do. I just think it'd be a cool experience to tr- check it out one day.
0: I think I would be interested in going, but it would have to be the perfect storm. It would have to be like it's early April and the Coyotes are playing like the la- one of their last games of the regular season because Lord knows they're probably to make the playoffs. And also the D-backs. Diamondbacks are playing as well and I can stone two birds at once as Ricky would say uh put a little bow on that as well Budweiser Gardens in London uh seats 9100 people so it's about yes yeah, so
1: I was close it's almost triple
0: yeah <laughs> what you're gonna get at the mullet arena in oh, no they see
1: do they yeah that five five is the full capacity of the Arizona State
2: I think they. I think that means like they can hold five in the building, including the mezzanine, or like I think, mezzanine. like by the stands, like the hot all dogs those
0: security can... guards and ushers and yeah. popcorn vendors. That's
2: yeah, fire five, code. Five
0: <laughs> so it is definitely a little embarrassing, and also what has been embarrassing is the Toronto Maple Leafs. So here's the thing: two weeks ago on this show. James was writing off this team and saying, you know, after that loss to Montreal and the poor performance against Ottawa, and then the loss to the Coyotes, the vagabond of the NHL, the team that didn't even have a home arena back then. They opened the season on the road for three weeks because they didn't have an arena. Arguably still don't have an arena, but I digress. After that, James is writing them off, saying this team is done. Then they played the Dallas Stars, won that game in overtime. Didn't deserve to win that game, but they won that game in overtime. Then they just embarrassed the Jets on national television on Saturday night, and then they lost. So okay, so then that's when we recorded the episode. So it was after the Jets' victory, and I started laying into James, saying, "Ah, oh, it's it's still early, and you're freaking out about nothing." This is ridiculous for you to be so upset about this team. And as we were recording that episode, they were playing the Vegas Golden Knights. And they got defeated handily by the Vegas Golden Knights. And listen, okay, way before all of this, I would say three or four weeks out, weeks ago, I had said, brace yourself, because this is going to be a very difficult schedule for the Toronto Police. This October schedule sucks. because." They were on the road in Winnipeg, then they're on the road in Vegas, then on the road in San Jose, then on the road in Los Angeles, then on the road in Anaheim. It was five games on the road straight, all West Coast, sort of West Coast if you're kind of Winnipeg, but other than Winnipeg, all West Coast teams, like on the road for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 days, they were on the road. So five games in 10 days and all on the road.
1: Are they on the road?
0: But (laughs) lost to the Knights, lost to San Jose, lost to the Kings, and then lost to the Anaheim Ducks. The Anaheim Ducks, who were the worst team in the NHL. The Anaheim Ducks, who they were beating 3-1 to in the third period. How many times have we heard that story before? And hilariously enough. When the referees were trying to give the Maple Leafs the victory. Like they wanted the Leafs to win that game against the Anaheim Ducks. When Kerfoot was gifted a penalty shot.
1: Which shouldn't have been a penalty shot. Which absolutely
0: should not have been a penalty shot. But okay. And then he missed. And I remember sending a message to the Discord saying, you know what? I'm glad Kerfoot missed that. Because the Leafs in a three goal lead in the third period, I don't like the sound of that. All of this I'm saying jokingly, right? Like they're not gonna blow this lead against the Ducks. They blew the lead against the Ducks. And went to overtime and lost to the Anaheim Ducks. Now, also keep in mind that this game shouldn't even went to overtime. The Ducks had taken the lead.
2: They beat in them twice. And the
0: goal was and the goal was called back. They beat them twice a, in one game. <laughs> the goal was called back for the most ridiculous bogus goaltender interference call I've ever seen like I I don't have the rule book in front of me and I would like to assume the referees know the rules better than I do but I think I asked both you guys at the time I'm like can it be goaltender interference if the if they didn't even shoot the puck at the net because the puck went wide anyways
1: as long as the puck's going if a goal results they can look at shit because the goalie needs an opportunity to make the save. Yeah, I, I, I mean, sure. I, Yeah, fine.
0: But here we are. The Toronto Maple Leafs are now... At, if they're not the worst team in their division, they're definitely second last in the division. They are... They're not showing many signs of life. And you know, I, I go back to a couple weeks ago, and this was like almost a nothing article that... I think we should have made a bigger deal about and i don't remember exactly what was said but it was after one of the leafs losses i think it was after the loss against anaheim and sheldon keith said to the media like oh, we need to play harder we, we, we we're we working hard enough out there something like some like bullshit coaching jargon right and supposedly like Mitch marner got upset by that and they had to have like, said, a conversation
2: he said our elite players weren't elite <clears throat> right
0: and Marner was upset by that, and they had to like have a conversation to hash that out. I think at that point, that might have been the turning point of the season, where we needed to say, "Wait a minute, there's something wrong here," because if your elite players are being upset,
1: is the game by, against Coyotes
0: by that little of a comment from your head coach? Like he didn't. He it's not like he went out there and said, "You know that piece of shit, Mitch Marner." <laughs> like the like Dallas like owner,
2: yeah.
1: No, that's a nothing comment. By a it's coach. absolutely nothing. So I don't know. I, I
0: think it's worth keeping that in mind, of like what the fragile state this team is in
1: mentally. I would, I would say the fragile state that Marner's in, not necessarily entirely. Obviously, the team as a whole. You could make that argument just given how everything's gone, but I would say it's more indicative of marner specifically because that happens and then they have to have that conversation because i'll be honest that to me i was just like yeah they the elite players didn't show up and dominate the way they should against a team like arizona you know that's how it should have been he's not saying anything that they're not aware of he's not saying anything that they probably don't believe themselves as players you know so the fact that that had to get taken to that level, and then a conversation with Marner had to happen. And then you go see, and I mean, I know people will say, oh, well, he went to the back and whatever. Marner got benched and then went through a tantrum in the back. Nylander's been benched so many times. Yeah, so you're Is- talking about the game against the Ducks, right? Yes. And how many times has Neilander been benched, whether it's by Keefe or by Babcock, and he's just like, comes out either after the game or on the next media availability after practice. says, yeah, well, you know, sometimes, and he just kind of has that half smirking smile because he knows that there's conversations that happen in the background that none of us are aware of. And that, yeah, the benching is the one thing, but it happens. We've all been benched. I've been benched. Jim's been benched. It sucks. It definitely wakes you up. But you never think to go throw a tantrum like that that's embarrassing the tantrum is not embarrassing it's the fact that he had to go
2: to the back to do it he left his team to go and and be petty like if you're gonna show emotion also show it in the moment he didn't show it until long after like like there were there were 14 things he could have been pissed off about and that's that's kind of like the thing right and 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 you're right when keith had to come out and apologize for that comment cuz he hurt mitch marner's feelings or whatever happened and then he benches marner for two shifts and then puts him back I out there think It was two it was maybe a shift and a half like yeah. like that like who's like when we're talking about steve nash and i said who's in control of this team cuz i'll tell you none of the guys that have letters on their chest are in control of this team. Zero of them. The coach is not in control of this team. So who's in control?
0: You know, I, I found it interesting. And when they named John Tavares captain, like that whole thing was kept a secret, quote unquote, like we all knew it was going to be Tavares, right? But like they, they redid everything, like other than Riley, right? Like Everyone else got new letters and when they were introducing the players with their new letters it was like here's alternate captain Austin Matthews I'm like what he's like 23 years old what are we doing and I'm like here's alternate captain Mitch Marner I'm like what what are we doing and i think you're starting to see the fruits of that now when you strap letters onto guys who weren't mature enough to be the leaders of this team the leaders of this team should have been veteran guys and that's what this team badly needs is some veteran presence now you can say oh yeah sure they got wayne simmons they sent down wayne simmons again today this guy's been up and down the minors all year and he's going you to be up and down the minors
1: all year you need a vet that can play they had him that isn't
2: his name was jason name spezza was of <laughs> no jason spezza and they couldn't fucking he, he they couldn't hang on, they couldn't do it with him like the thing is the well, experience. The exper- you're
0: right they had they had spezza they had the year before they had joe thornton and the year before that they had patrick marlowe
2: the, the experiment is over sometimes you're a really good chef at the keg but you're not a fucking michelin chef do best, man cool you did you did your thing you committed the ingredients don't work you you work at the keg you make a great steak you can't make asabuco. buco that's listen it it's the the ingredients they're not there they're not I would, there. I would suggest that I, I like your analogy. I would I would pose this:
0: ice cream's really good, and pizza is really good. I don't think my ice cream and pizza go together.
2: Right. That, you know, this team has talent. Treats of pizza. <laughs> well, treats of pizza is very good. The <laughs> this team has talent, and that's undeniable. But the ingredients just aren't there. They don't work together. It there's two. They're too top heavy. Justin Hall everyone says Justin Hall right-handed they're so hard to find in the NHL uh, X, X millions of, yeah no you, you could pay, find another right-handed defenseman if you weren't paying everyone 10 million dollars like it's it's too much there, there are too too much of the same guy what the fuck does Kerfoot and Engval bring to this team night in night out
1: actually I would argue Kerfoot's probably not your issue
2: no but he is he he can move up and the, the fact that he's moving up to the second line is absolutely pathetic but that's, no, but that's not, not on kerfoot that's
1: not on kerfoot the fact that he can do it is what you would want from a player on the team you want someone who can play up and down as needed now is it his fault that he's needed in that position right now no that's on management not even sheldon keith that's management i
0: agree kerfoot should be third line uh, yes a solid third line center third line winger maybe a guy's in kill you some penalties he should not be in the position he's in but the reason he's in the position he's in is because they can't afford to put anyone else on this team they
2: can't even afford dude if they lose a fucking goalie they can't even bring one of their guys up because they're out of contracts right. they can't sign the goalies in their system if shalgren's hurt they're fucked David is
0: on an emergency loan still, and I feel like that's a loophole. It needs to be closed in the CBA, dude. Like, they, how
1: dude, long can at, you
2: emergency be loaned to? How, no, how, don't,
1: don't emergency close that. We need it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> how many times have you heard in your life that hope is not a strategy? I mean, I I don't know if I've ever heard that, but I, I understand what you're trying to say. They hoped Jake Muzzin would stay healthy. They hoped Matt Murray. Did they? Had,
0: did they? Because I feel like they're significantly benefiting from the fact that Jake Muzzin is not healthy right now.
2: Possibly. Okay, but then again, you're, they, then they didn't address the issue. To so, okay, UK, go go through <laughs> go through the entire problems of this team, and it's like it's not one, two. Th- there's there's at least eight or nine problems that are glaring with this okay. team. Hey,
1: that again, you're getting into hyperbolic uh, nature. It's no, not it's, eight or nine.
2: No, it's not hyperbolic nature. We can go through them. Okay, go through. And it hasn't been... hasn't first... What's your, been, okay.
1: what's,
2: it what's your been first Goaltending. Goal
0: goaltending? Actually, goaltending oh, has not on. been the issue. Goaltending has not been the issue at all this year.
2: Samsonov has been fine. Right, but again, if if one of those guys gets hurt, they're fucked.
1: But again, though, that's... Again, that's if, that's an if-possible statement. That's not currently what's ailing the team. Goaltending is not ailing the team at the moment. Next so, issue that you perceive... So
2: you think Shalgren is perfectly fine in that position?
1: Absolutely not, but I think... F-
2: then gold. Then,
1: thank you. But again, I I think I think the problem is is you're thinking that if it's Shogren, therefore bad. He's been fine. Samsonov has been, I would say, good. It's the defense around him is not doing what they should be doing. Goaltending has not been the issue. Ask anybody and so, read any article. So the way that the, the way the Leafs breakdown goaltending. So, is so the issue. Leafs carry so,
2: this goaltending throughout the season. You don't think that's an issue?
0: No, I don't. So here's the thing. It's not an okay because again, as like Maddie's saying, Samsonov isn't bad. He okay. If you look back at last year, was Campbell a good goaltender? No, and they failed. They failed in the playoffs. Ultimately, yes, I will grant you that. But my point is, I don't think Samsonov is a significant downgrade from Campbell, and he's making.
1: But we're supposed to upgrade right now. But again, what, what what would you have done to upgrade? There was nothing. Right. I'm not it's saying true. that. What I'm saying is there are t- holes on this team. Okay, but so, goaltending is not the hole. Move on. What's your next perceived... Okay,
2: you, okay. defense is absolutely atrocious.
1: Absolutely. There
2: are, there are at least three spots on that defense that could be replaced you can't ta- you tomorrow. You can't say
1: defense and three spots to account for three of the issues on the team. Defense, yes, is an issue.
2: <laughs> Leadership is a problem on this team. Uh, yeah, I, I can, I think we're starting to see the fruits of that. Contracts, spots, slots are a problem on this team for lack of flexibility. Yeah, I, would so think,
1: I, would, I would think, I would think the salary cap, majo- I would think the majority of teams in the NHL though are at the contract limit pretty much
2: the salary cap. I don't think that's true because a lot of teams need the flexibility in case something happens. Give me in. I'll see if I can look that up. The salary cap is an issue for this team they can't sign quality players to fill certain holes because of their their salary cap position
1: i there wouldn't say that i wouldn't okay, say that's on. the salary cap i would say that's the contracts of the players that were there is out.
0: three teams in the nhl that are at the contract limit the vegas golden knights the toronto maple leafs and the philadelphia flyers everyone else is 49 or lower the columbus blue jackets have
2: the lowest of 42 contracts okay there's no legitimate second line winger they also, they, arguably there's not
0: a lot of like legitimate wingers period okay. <laughs> thank you uh there, this team lacks a legitimate second line winger is he a winger because uh, apparently he's a center now oh it depends well, on the day He as a
1: center but he transitioned to a winger but how yeah,
0: I'm, it, I'm just being facetious no like, i know
1: that they, that's what i mean by his statements are hyperbolic he gets really angry and then he makes these statements of they're no not hyperbolic winger. it's Mielander, been the better Mielander's part be of scoring a dec- 40 goals
2: it's been the better part of a decade they can't win they have no will. They have no work ethic. They have no pushback. Nothing. Here's what I will uh, here's where I will agree with Jay. It's
0: not where early. I, I, how many how old are these guys now? Uh, and how so long is this? Austin Matthews is, Matthews Jim, is 25, shut up. Marner's twenty-five, Nylander's twenty-six. And how So yes, how? I see your point. They've been in the league for a number of years. They need to start producing. What where I will agree with you and I, I was making this comment the other day where it's like Marner Matthews, Nylander, they're making a lot of money,
2: but they're all kind
0: of the same player.
2: Yes. And then the they're bottom like, six is all the same player. They have six of the same guys at top, six of the same guys on the bottom. They have, there's, no, there's nothing in this team. And again, I've, I've been saying it and everyone's like, no, the talent. when talent fails this team, they can't win. And talent is not going to be there. Their talent is not going to be there every night. They can't. And when you no get, get to the playoffs, really, really when you get to the playoffs, team. good teams know how to neutralize that talent. Okay, So how are you
1: going to win? Jim, stop. What are you going to say?
0: I was say they know it would be really good on this team. It would fit in perfectly as a guy like Mason Marchment or a, a guy like uh, Nazem Kadri. Like These are the type of players that they're looking for that they had
1: under contract. Zach Hyman. Well, I would say say the the Mason Marchment one is, again, it's the same rule as like prospects in baseball, right? You never know that he's going to turn out to do that.
0: I'm not saying Mason Marchment as like a goal scorer or like a top player in the NHL. I'm talking about a guy who isn't just a pure skill and shy away from contact. Like he is a hard-nosed kind of player that can also help you offensively. I'm not expecting him to be as great as he is but I definitely under no circumstance in the world would ever trade them for Dennis Malgan.
2: And, and when you look at the team, there's no accountability and that, but that's, that, that all fall like leadership, toughness, accountability. These are all things that make up really, really good teams. And you can't look and you can, again, Austin Matthews can score a hundred goals if they don't, if they don't win, like if they don't, if they don't have these things that are missing, look at the, it's not that they're losing. Look at the way that they're losing. It's like it's it's embarrassing. There's zero they don't give a shit. Remember when the Leafs would beat up on Calgary and Calgary would get like legitimately pissed off? At least at least you're giving a response. This team zero response. Ilya Samsonovs out there going, "We lack confidence." Mitch Marner's like, "We got tons of confidence." What the fuck is it? Yeah, it's, and, how, and how can it's, you have it's, confidence? It's, yeah. it's it's all bullshit. Because because they're babies. And there's nobody. To, there's nobody to put him up against the wall or sit him down and say, "You're not fucking doing it right." You know, you sit you, like people watch the the Avs and Red Wings series. Look at the leadership on both those teams. You think Steve Iserman would let
1: these guys get, get but away with argu- this shit? the argument you're making, though, is how many thirty-one other teams look for that at the end of every season.
2: I this team is the most. Soft team in this league, easy. That's a, that's a great word to put it. I I, I agree. Mentally, that they physically,
0: are incredibly soft. That and you can't win with soft. gets when shit gets hard. They are not
2: doing what they need to do to win. And that's it. They 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 lack will. They lack give a shit. Remember Peter horcheck the give a shit meter. This team has no give a shit meter. They don't. And it's something has to happen. They have to find something. And like you, the people. How many years are are people going to run it back? Like, okay, like it's the same shit. It's we're we're talking the stuff that's happening to them right now are is the exact reasons they lost to these teams in the playoffs. They they couldn't hold up, and it's unfortunate because they have the talents great, but talent alone doesn't win you fuck all. And we're seeing that, right? Like, look at, look at every six, 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 bleh, successful team and look at the horses they have. We just don't have the horses.
1: I mean, you and, can't really say look at every successful team because Tampa's realistically been the only successful team in the past four years. Who won
2: the cup last year?
1: It wasn't Tampa. But what I'm saying is, is if you look at consistency across the board, it's been Tampa. as The one team that you would look to be the model of. And yes, I understand what you're trying to say and whatever but to say look at every successful team like i said there's only one at the end of every season and no, it, i'm saying the winning yeah, for form, sure the winning formula changes from year to year the year pittsburgh won they didn't have guys like tampa has in the back-to-back years they didn't have a similar play style to the way tampa plays now no you're right as but the they still evolves as the game evolves teams evolve and teams change the way they approach the game the, the
2: Leafs haven't evolved anywhere
1: that's successful they picked the wrong way the technically game's not every evolved. team but, but, by, by your standardization every team picks the wrong way no because teams at least compete another team makes it to the Stanley
2: Cup final another team wins a round These, the teams you're talking about the Pittsburgh teams they had tons of toughness throughout that lineup no, this team has zero Yulia
0: really Labushkin would be a lot, really good fit for this Maple Leafs but they let him walk because they couldn't afford dead. him
2: they couldn't afford him
1: I know, I'm joking. No, <laughs> I don't know. The Labushkin thing wasn't necessarily an affording issue. It's just they thought they what they had in Lilligren and signing Sandine and whatever was enough. They had the money to sign him. What he signed for in Buffalo, they could have given him.
2: But that's what I'm saying. Enough for
1: what? To sign him. You said no. they didn't have enough. They did. I thought, oh, sorry. I thought you meant they had enough defensemen to compete. No, they had enough money to sign him he didn't sign here i mean labushin is making 2.7 they so. didn't have enough money oh, to sign him yeah they, they did, did. They, gave sign forwards. they gave it to they gave it to Abe kubel and they gave it to guys that didn't right. need to be here
2: you also need four forwards because yeah. you can't yes, pay yes, four, you twelve guys, guys nine hundred thousand
1: dollars they just there keep trying to is, plug the bottom holes with with okay, random then, and then Nick Robertson has no business being here then.
2: Then random heroes. They just keep like next guy who'll hey, anybody want to make a eight hundred grand? Come play on the bottom six. To be fair, Nick Robertson is not a
0: nine hundred thousand dollar hero. He's a seven hundred and ninety-six thousand dollar hero, to be fair.
1: But on an right. ELC, but every team every team has bottom feeders like that.
0: No no no, I I, I know, but I, I think what we're what James is trying to say
1: no, I'm very aware of what he's trying to say. It's just the idea that the problem is guys like Yarncroc or Obey Kubel or these bottom feeders. No, because every team has them. Every team has their bottom you know, six outside of two or three teams that either draft and develop and get really lucky in that regard. Most teams' bottom three, four guys are interchangeable in any team. Abe Kubel has been
2: night. atrocious.
1: Yes, Zach, he has. But he was on the cup-winning Colorado Avalanche, he was not atrocious. So what What do you want to go off? Do you want to go off of a cup-winning team that he was just on, or do you want to go off what he's shown? Right. Obviously, he can be one or the other.
2: I totally agree. So what we've both come to the conclusion is this team is not good enough for Abbe Kubel to succeed. They're not a cup-caliber no, team. That's not
1: what I'm saying at all. You're pulling something from my statement. What I'm saying is, is... That's probably not, that's probably a guy that they over invested in because every team does that when it comes to guys that are free agents coming off cup winners.
0: I don't know if they over invested in him. He, he's getting paid a million dollars for one. Yeah. Year.
1: There's, not, um, that's I what think I mean. They, they
0: may have over anticipated what they're going to get from him. I think, look, a lot of these guys, you need to have the right pieces around them and it needs to be the right environment. And obviously coaching goes into it as well. Like there, it's, it's, it's music, right? You need your bass player, and you need your your drums. You need a percussion. You need all this
2: to sound, Dude. right? It's a symphony that comes together. <laughs> They're Spinal Tap. They're all bass players. Like that's, <laughs> and it's 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 so, again,
1: like what are you gonna? Okay, t- so okay, so right now you make three changes to this team what would it be and i and i don't be an idiot and be like oh, i would do this like the drunk armchair gm that calls in to leafs talk with andy frost after the game that's a piece of shit what Is would you do that show no you can't doesn't.
2: you can't you can't set up what changes you make don't tell me your changes like no i'm not saying okay. don't tell
1: me your changes like, don't be like i would trade Kubel and yarn Kroc for evander kane and Leon <laughs> <laughs> nobody's gonna say that no, but they have. You I, remember the Leafs? Yes, talking. There's Dude, who tra- made some spot fuck sh- stupid decisions. Dude, decision. for sure. I'll I tra- think Matt Murray for Chris Pronger. Yeah. No, I no. I would trade Matt Murray <laughs> and Obey Kubel to Tampa Bay for Steve Baschel and the last <laughs> no, Stephen Stamkos. Um, no, they ha- I no, think legitimate like legit- legitimate moves that you would make that cannot be called out for being like you're stretching because you're a fan.
0: So this is also, this is where things get difficult. Also, hold on. I, I also want to throw this out there too.
2: Can we please leave Neulander alone?
1: <laughs> okay. No, I'll be hard. honest. I'll be honest. Nylander has not been the issue.
2: No, he had Again, he hasn't. He hasn't been the issue. But you. But again, look. Realistically, look at the situation. Right. Something is going to have to give. And yeah. It's, again, to me, this, it's Marner.
1: At this point, it, it's it's to me, it's Marner. One, it might, you're shedding right. the most money. You're going to get return for him regardless because every team for that point production is going to, regardless of the contract and him being at 10000000 million, they're going to say he's a 24-year-old Patrick Kane
2: who's Remember- going to get
1: you 100 points a year for the next five years. And they will say, you know what, new environment's probably better for him. Get him out of the lights that's in Toronto. He puts too much pressure on himself. He's from there. He's a hometown kid. It's probably way too much for him. You get him here. He's probably a lot better.
2: Do you remember when we talked about the potential? We always like, oh, Mitch Martyr, maybe for Matthew Kachuk. I I thought that would have been game changing in terms of the type. But again, the, the and again this the problem kind of starts with Kyle Dubas in the fact that he's painted himself into the corner with, yeah, right. Because like John Tavares is Too much locked. money. No, and a no movement clause. So you're fucked there, but right? At
1: the same time, Tavares, again, right, He's not as of right now, not the problem this uh, year.
2: No, for sure. But but again, even when guys aren't the problem, you have to look at the situation and say, like you said, like maybe Marner's the guy. But if Marner's not the guy, then then who else is, right? So one of the four, I think, have to go. And I, I don't think it's okay. Matthews. So it's between Elander no, and Marner.
1: And, and to me, it's Marner because one, it's what you're getting, not just on the assets you would get back to get an easy 100 point player and for the contract that he's at and everything like that cuz you're getting you're going to get legitimate assets back that would help your team whether it's a defenseman whether it's proper scoring down the lineup although now you're just taking away arguably your highest producing forward so you don't know how that how Matthews rolls with that moving forward in terms of his production but you're also shedding cap space
2: yeah right i agree and i mean it's one of those tough things because like
1: you look at those guys
2: yeah you look at those guys and you say a lot of people like all these guys are untouchable well like then what are you going to do right like the, The the only
1: name on this roster that's untouchable is austin matthews
2: right well i mean in theory not including
1: the guys that they've handed out untouchable contracts to. so right but again though the only one you would say is legitimately untouchable in terms of don't look at no move clause or whatever like that if you were to look and say, this contract's untouchable, I would say the only one right now would probably be Tavares, just because of the age and the amount of money.
2: Oh no, i'm I'm talking about like guys you wouldn't offer up is what I'm saying. Oh, to me, okay. to me, Matthews everybody not one. named Austin Matthews is on the table. like like yeah. that's.
0: Yeah, but I think it's still you still have to acknowledge the fact that there are guys who have no movement clauses. That's
2: what I'm no, saying, for right? Sure. So we're painting the corner. Your
0: point in that like Austin Matthews is the only guy that is like at that upper echelon of guys who are absolutely not being moved. But you have to add to that list Tavares and Riley because they have no movement.
2: Right. But so so you're you're dwindling just from your this is five two point right, Yes, and what happens is you're dwindling your options, and whatever you have to send out. And Matt's right, sure. you're not just going to trade yarn crock and and guy b to for for something so you have to look at value and that's what's scary and that's why it's going to be one of nylander or marner and i know you guys don't like but it's going to be right because you're going to need value to bring value back It's what i was saying before so you need you need you need a cop on defense because they are they're the most pussified people. And if people are like, oh, just wait till Lilligren gets... Lilligren, dude, Lilligren's not the answer. Like, he's not nice. the Stanley Cup missing piece, right? So you need somebody who's going to hold the fort back there. Okay, give,
1: give a name right now. Dustin oh. Bufflin. <laughs> the dude who angles her glass. <laughs> um,
2: I'd have to look up and down the league and see who's who's probably available but again like again you're in a tight spot because what are you can do get a ufa who's not going to change the, the the team needs a culture change too right so like a oh, man i don't like i'm not saying i have all the answers but you need like that's one of the pieces in the back that you definitely need and then you need some piss and vinegar up and down the lineup guys that are gonna like that are gonna play hard night in and night out and not roll over and die and like they all just check out and you need guys who are who are just completely adverse to checking out but it's not one guy the pro and it's it's got to be like three or four that come three, into this lineup three,
1: three i think is accurate i mean if you're if you're trying to do this in the mid-season or in during the season like this where you want to maintain your offensive stability that your team has. And yes, we can all say, well, they haven't produced again. All teams go through lulls. Some teams go through them earlier. Not offensive, not the issue for this team in this current moment, like as of nine Oh two on November 1st, 2022 offense hasn't produced, but it's not the issue. No. So I honestly, and I was of the mindset where it's like, no, you can't do this, but I'm starting to come around to Sandine's not worth it. Like he been, might he's be, been so bad he might be your biggest trade chip because again same thing with the minor thing saying different atmosphere sheltered around some other guys that are maybe a little bit more seasoned and whatever and not to say that obviously Riley and Brody and Giordano aren't seasoned but and again another guy that hasn't been the issue is Giordano but I think uh you could probably move sandine and a pick and maybe even two picks, one of them being a first round at some point in this season to get Chickren. And I know that's saying a lot because some other money would have to go out the door, probably Kerfoot to make it balance. But I'm saying that because one, knowing his injury history and the fact that he's kind of had a setback and two, knowing that he doesn't want to be there. And three, the longer it goes on, the lower that price has to go that Arizona is going to have to take something that's something that I wouldn't be surprised if the, they'd be open to. The issue with that I mean, is now you just
2: created a forward hole because you're going to have to move money out, right? The other issue so, is
1: that
0: Chikra
2: is 24 years old. He's 24 years old. He's on a, a very, very friendly, two million, a very friendly contract, but also it's for three more years. I think he's he's it's four six for three more years. Yeah. My fear is that he's again more of the same. He's not. He's uh, not going to. He's, he's not going to be he's yeah. not gonna beat people up he's not gonna enforce the front of the net he's he's very he's very similar to like Morgan Riley in that you know except he's got a shot from the point which they haven't had on the power play since Brian fucking McCabe but what I like it's it's so complicated it's like a fucking Rubik's Cube and they put themselves there
1: no to be they fair, didn't put themselves you, there well, Ka- put them yeah there. but
2: that's what I mean I mean the organization Dion Phaneuf had a good shot
1: yeah, he just couldn't hit the fucking net. <laughs> no, he could not.
2: Right. So oh, it was a, a good shot. But oh, it was a cannon. He could break glass. He did it a few yeah. times. So like like you said, okay. So we, we do that, and now we're in a hole in offense because we'd have to move a curve for Like, and so who fills that hole, right?
1: I think I but think that's an that easier hole to fill than if you were to deal Marner for the sake of we need a culture change I get, but I think, I think what the change you're looking for doesn't happen in the season. Cause at that point you're, you're, you're willing to say your season's over. Or,
2: or they're saying their
1: season's over right now, banking on the status quo, right? Like it's just, it's not. No, because I I would say, I would say that the playoffs are risky in terms of your success in the playoffs, but I don't think your season's over. I think there's no question that this team's going to make the playoffs. I don't think that anyone's worried about that. Right. <laughs> Let's be real. No, I don't. I don't think anyone's worried about that. Obviously, the concern is, you know, how they do in the playoffs. If Ilya Samsonov so, gets hurt,
2: there's a dire
1: risk to this team not making but what
2: the playoffs. What I'm saying
1: is, is that the deal of shifting culture is, you're if you do that in the season, you're saying we're not thinking we're making the playoffs. We're not doing. You know, we're not going to get there. We're going to do this now. So we have half a season with these guys, then an off season, then a full training camp. The only well, here, time you do, do that is in the off season. Here's an interesting caveat though.
0: Kyle Dubas doesn't have a contract next year. Right. Currently, as we're speaking, Kyle Dubas, his contract is done at the end of
1: 20 75% chance he doesn't come back.
0: And so then the question is, if you're Kyle Dubas, what's your goal here? Like it's obviously to make the playoffs and win a cup. So you get renewed for a contract. So are you more likely to find a way to get into the playoffs? Or are you more likely to say, I need to make a culture change?
1: Your goal think, is the playoffs at that point. Right. Like I don't
0: think he can make a culture change at this point on in the fifth year of his five year
1: contract. I this also, is it. yes. And I also think that that kind of move gets nixed real quick. You know, it's yeah, going up it to, to Shanahan. They okay. knowing that he's on. Hold on, knowing that he's on an expiring contract. If he were to move one of those out, Shanahan would be like, "No, because you're desperate. You're not worried about the team. You're worried about your job." So,
2: yeah. but I mean, that puts them. So you guys illustrate a really good point. That puts them in a no-win situation. There is no way they can come out of this at all. So if 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 Dubis is trying to to keep his job, listen if you think there is more than a 15% chance of this team winning the Stanley cup as currently constructed without any sort of culture change, like that's like, that's, that's not even dreaming. That's LSD levels of, no,
1: like, of delusional. Then yeah, like, let's, let's be, let's be honest here though. Cause like we've also been, and again, you can say whatever you want about the history and the past five years of this team, this league has been littered with teams that have struggled year after year in the first round and you know late in seasons and then have gone on to be successful and two very prominent teams come to mind in washington and tampa washington tampa had one sweep no tampa 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 was there was a, a couple years leading up to the year that they ended up getting swept by columbus the next year is when they did it the year before they missed the playoffs and then what? they got swept by columbus what's but the breaking again point though it's 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 not even that it's the way they play this team no, but again what you're saying though is is every team has gone through that and had the questions asked of not right, saying, it's, and I'm the saying head this, it's the way they play i'm no
2: i'm saying this team can't even get to that point like it it's it's over. But, but again the, the experiment teams, like, is like done I said
1: the Tampas that made it and the Washington team that made it day 1 from when that team started with the ground running. So you could say with Washington it was Alex so You would Ovechkin. run this
2: back you would run this back for
1: 15 years. No, but what I'm saying is is day 1 was Alex Ovechkin for Washington. Day 1 from Tampa is when St. Louis left and it was on Stamkos. And so that's when their timeline started. Okay? Not Outside of two or three pieces, none of those teams were the same when they became successful. Right. Right.
2: So why right. is this team the same? Yeah. So why no, is this team so the same?
1: What, what? No. What I'm saying is, though, is that this shit just doesn't happen overnight. It's been and over seven years. It hasn't. A- no,
0: it hasn't been overnight though. It may seem like it has been, but these guys have been together for a very long time.
2: It doesn't work. It's 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 this, if you're looking for a proof of concept, like this is it. It it doesn't work. So and you said if Dubis is even here. Listen, if Dubis doesn't want the job, then he shouldn't be here today.
1: No, I d I don't think it's a question of whether he wants the job. That's that's a dumb question, because that's not the case. No, of course he wants the
0: job. Like that's not I don't think that's said... a also I think it's, uh, Google and like Wikipedia is so creepy Like I typed in Kyle Dubas' contract Just to see like when it ended And then like on the right it says about And gives me all like these stats about Kyle Dubas It tells me like his parents names and his siblings <laughs> names And I know where he got married okay. That's gross Like
2: who's searching for this shit
0: Like who and who needs to know that he got married in Mexico Like, okay. And
2: you were saying if any deal gets nixed by the way Then he's not allowed to GM And then that's that goes up to Shanahan and then,
1: I I just those think, are bigger I, questions. I think if any move is perceived as desperate by potentially mortgaging a longer term future for the sake of an um, overnight like get through the season and maybe pass the first round, that you know, then I think it gets next they wouldn't
2: trade they wouldn't trade a draft pick for ethan bear they're not trading a first rounder and Sandine for ethan anything bear is not
1: your solution
2: for right defense. but they wouldn't like a fifth rounder they're not like no i'm saying as you're talking about long-
1: so, so wait you're you're gonna give away a pick regardless of what it is for something that's literally equal to everything you have currently
2: no what i'm saying is there is no long-term solution with this team and core something has to change you're not mortgaging right, any right, long term solution. There's no okay, long term so solution here. There's no long term future. question.
1: What, what would the three changes you would make? And not just saying I would overhaul the defense. That's not a change. Specific changes, what would you make?
2: So, the first thing, I, again, g- getting back to this without being hyper specific, and it's very tough because there aren't a lot of movement to do because they back themselves into a corner. So, again, you're trading someone of value on the high end top core four that you can change for multiple pieces. And they're probably not going to be...
1: What would you be looking at doing?
2: Again, I don't know the specifics because I don't know, A, who's out there and who's available. B, but I'm looking for probably another second liner and probably somebody with some sort of jam, one or two players up
1: and down the lineup. So if you're looking for a second liner, Nick Robertson ain't it then?
2: It depends on who you're trading. Okay, I just, so
1: I think we've gotten so far overvaluing some of the prospects on this team, like Nick Robertson, like Rasmus Sandin, that now, like, that's right. also.
2: But they're not going to, if you think they're overvalued, they're not going to bring
1: value back. No, I think as a fan base, we've overvalued them by saying that they're untouchable. You can't move them. I, I
0: don't think everyone said you can't t- move those guys. I would move them out tomorrow if I had yeah. to. <laughs> no, but Dude. like,
1: uh, if you were if you were to wake up tomorrow and they were like the least trade Nick Robertson for X Y Z er, and Sandine for X Y Z, you would have a more than fifty percent of this fan base that would lose their mind.
2: I would also argue that's that fine. if you trade if you package <laughs> Nick Robertson and Rasmus Sandine, you're not getting anything that's going to change the team
1: back.
0: You wouldn't just based on dollars, no, because between the two of them, they're making what, like 2.7 or something? So, yeah,
1: that's like 2.3.
2: Yeah, they're like, you are like not getting get enough
0: value back with that amount of money.
2: If anything happens, and I would, and my argument is that if something has to happen, it's going to be something that shakes things up significantly because it's, they don't have another option other so than here, so ride it the, out. Here's the problem though.
0: I, I understand what you're trying to say, that like this team's been around for a long time, they've been together for a long time, and they haven't done anything yet, and the last few games that we've seen, they've looked really, really bad. And they've looked like they don't care. I, I totally agree with all that. I think something needs to change as well. I agree with that as well. But if Kyle Dubas makes a big change, he is admitting that he fucked all this up. Yeah. And if he doesn't make a change and he sticks to his guns, that is his best course of action in terms of keeping his job this year. Is like, let's stay right. the course. This is going to work. Believe like you guys have believed in me so far, keep believing in me and we'll see what happens at the end of the year. If he starts blowing it up now,
2: it's it's over. But it's not blowing it up if you take one piece of the core 5 and a, that's not a blowing it up.
1: You no, know, in any other situation it wouldn't be, but Given how much he has staked himself in his career right. and everything on it, would be in this case. So the so second so he moves so like Mitch
2: p- Marner, he is done. So right. Yes. So I, I, what I'm saying is, this team is in a lame duck position, and that's what I said. Yes. This is a no win position for this yes. team, right? And it's it's like holy shit, you know. And it's 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 unfortunate. And as a Leafs fan, like man, I, I wish <laughs> I wish I was wrong. But and what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Fire Keith? They already ran Babcock out of town. You're
1: gonna to let them run another coach? Who the fuck's gonna to want to come in and coach these jabronis? I, I think if I think if Dubas is gone, it Barry Trotz.
0: I was just if, gonna say I saw a tweet earlier today. Barry Trotz a lot
1: in Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> dude. <laughs> per a reliable
0: source, a very reliable source, I said this, <laughs>
2: yeah. dude. Do You. <laughs>
1: Do you th- do you think Barry Trots, like I, dude, I love Barry yes. Trots as much as the next guy. I, th- think, I he- think no. I hold on. I think we underestimate the competitive nature of some of these people. I think that's no. I, you shouldn't need that. You shouldn't need. You're a professional fucking hockey player. You no, I'm not need, talking about a player. I'm saying Barry Trots. If you're saying, do you think you'd really want to come here and coach this team? No, I think you. Uh, I think he does. I'm talking about the players. Do you think he changes these fucks? I think he does. No, Ovechkin. Not he a chance. Ovechkin. Not a chance. I don't know. Not, the way he, these, these Ovechkin playing. Okay, no. how many coaches did Washington go through in the stretch of like three or four years between Adam Oates and the other three or four fucks they went through, and then they got Barry Trotz. And the whole thing was, Ovechkin is not coachable, and they will not win with him. Barry Trotz went in there and won a cup.
2: He's not changing these guys. They have rolled over and died every single chance. The uh,
0: same so the thing answer, the, no, the answer they, they, of how many coaches between Oates and Trotz is zero.
2: Can I, <laughs> no, but you know Adam what Oates.
1: I mean. But like, there, <laughs> yes, between Adam Oates to Barry Trotz, yes, it was zero. But if you look at everything from the inception of Alex Ovechkin up until Barry Trotz and they won the Cup, they were littered with coaches. And how more many, than this team has seen?
2: How many playoff series uh, did you see Washington play that weren't wars? And how many how many playoff series this Maple Leafs team that you say that
1: was a fucking war? Okay, but how many playoff series of those did they actually win? A bunch. They, they, the Capitals
2: made it to the second round a ton of times. The Leafs have made it to the second round legit no, zero.
1: They, for like four straight years they lost to Pittsburgh.
2: Doesn't matter. They made it past the first round. Actually, Talk to me two, when the Leafs two, make it past the first two, round. Two, two they, two didn't years, it, they, they didn't even Pittsburgh make it in they didn't even make it into the playoffs round. when they lost to Columbus. They lost in the pre-playoffs. In, in, okay, so I will
0: tell you the answer if you guys want to just wait a second. So um in the So Ovechkin was drafted in 2004. Uh, Glenn Hanlon was the head coach of the Washington Capitals from 2003 to 2007. There was no playoff wins during that time. Until Bruce Boudreaux came in in 2007, he won the Jack Adams, actually, uh, in 2008. And they won the President's Trophy in 2010. Uh, They had a record of 37 playoff games. So I assume at some point they made past second round in that four-year period. Dale Hunter took over for a year. They played 14 playoff games. So I'd imagine that's more than one round. And then Adam Oates came in for two years. They only played seven playoff games. So that was probably two first round exits. That's probably the two against Pittsburgh you're thinking. And then they won the cup with Barry Trotz in 2018, but Trotz came in in 2014. So they had one, two, three, four, five coaches under Ovechkin. It wasn't until Barry Trotz when they won the Stanley Cup in 2018.
1: In all the comments were Ovechkin is uncoachable. But by that time,
0: like that was only like 2018 was what? Like five years ago? What? Ovechkin would be in his 30s, right? Yep. So I understand. I think what you're trying to say is that like these guys will mature and they will get, you know, better, hopefully.
1: I, I think the issue is, is that it's so much talent at such a young age collected together that you don't want to wait or you don't want to risk losing all of it to hope they mature in an expedient nature timeline, which I get and I fully get. It's frustrating as shit. But at the same time, is we also have to keep in mind that sometimes these things take longer than we would like them to as fans. And I, I think even longer than we'd like it to as Leaf fans because we've been starved for so long.
2: If I mean, they played, we haven't
1: had a decent playoff team since the early 2000s,
2: if they played the way the Washington Capitals played in any single one of those playoff rounds, I don't give a fuck if they lose. These guys play
1: so soft. So they that it's seven not, games with Tampa, and you don't care. It's not even respectable. Seven, seven games with the arguably the best team of the last 15. It's years. not,
2: dude. It's not even respectable the way they played.
0: I, I would argue that if this team as constituted today were to play the Tampa Bay, Oh, they get in a 7 game series. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they would get yeah. yeah. That's
1: what I'm saying. But I'm saying last year, the fact that the best team, of, like I said, the past 15 years and they took to seven games and then that team went in and swept the Panthers. And then that team went in and manhandled the next team after them and went to a uh, with third or fourth straight cup final. To to you, so you can make the argument saying, Oh, they could go out in the first round losing six games as long as they play the way that fucking Washington did, but they can go out in seven games against arguably the best team of the past 15 years and it doesn't matter. Like your argument at that point is fickle at best.
0: Hey, I'm with you. I, I was the one saying that I don't dislike this at the beginning of the year. I was saying I don't dislike this team. I believe that this team had it right last year. I know they lost in the first round, but I felt like they were right there to make some noise they've fallen off significantly the way they've at least played thus far through, you know, the nine games or ten games or whatever they've played so far. Okay, so we've drawn on about this for for long enough. Let's just wrap it up with Maddie, do you think they need to make some serious change? Yes or no?
1: Yes, but not in the season. I think that's okay. an off season thing.
0: So and if so we'll play out this season and if there's still Either don't make the playoffs or fail in the first round. What is success to you? So it, you're saying maybe they need to make change, they'll do in the offseason. Is success to you making it the first round or is it more than that?
1: No, at this point, this team needs to make it at most to a conference final this, or at minimum oof. to a conference final. But I'm not then, saying that's going to happen. Yeah. I, and so don't get sarcastic. I'm not. I didn't say that was going to happen. I'm saying, what I'm saying is, is this team to show that they've actually grown over the past years and again this could all be moot you know they could we could come into mid-december and this team could have rattled off you know like a 15 and 4 record and then everyone's not worried about it and then they could be playing the way they need to play and it just took more time to get there who knows well, what happens right but i'm saying conference final is where this team needs to be to assuage everyone's anxiety and annoyance and anger
0: well if you look at just this show as a barometer Two weeks ago, we were saying the sky is falling. Last week, we said, you know what? They're not that bad. And now this week, we're saying the sky is falling again. So maybe that means if you look Hold ahead... Full disclosure, to,
2: I said the sky is falling forever.
0: It's fair enough. Uh, if you look ahead this week, they have the Flyers at home, and they have the, <laughs> they have the Bruins <laughs> at home,
1: and then they're in Carolina. <laughs> know, that's the other thing, too. Is I know all these people say, oh, Anaheim, that's Anaheim, not like... Not just this team, but a lot of NHL teams play down to competition a lot of the time through the league. You'll really have a good sense of where this team's mind is after Saturday. If they come in and it's a brutal game and they get stomped on and walked all over by the Bruins, yes, 100%, then I think then heads are going to roll with this team. And it starts with that Anaheim game. Now, if they go in and they pump the Bruins like four or five, nothing, and it's, you know, a playoff style game, then I think you might, you're, you're easing some of the annoyance of this team because that's a game you should expect them to get up for. And if they don't, then their heads are dead. Why are we waiting to get up?
2: I guess this is my always thing again. Because
1: you can't expect a team to do it for 82 games. You're not to do it, it for one. Do.
2: I expect them to do it for one out of five okay, against bottom feeding teams. You're going to tell me right, they just so, play down to every bottom feeding team and they go to sleep? GTS?
0: All right. I think you've made your point, James. <laughs> We will see.
1: He he gets really like sarcastic and condescending, and he does these like (laughs) stupid little head tilts, like "I'm right" kind of thing.
0: Anyways, I think we will have to wait and see what happens with the Maple Leafs. Maddie wants to see them go to a conference final. James wants them to blow it up right now.
2: No, Um, I didn't.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's what you're saying by trading Mitch. Literally, what you're
2: saying. No, I said I said one of the four should go out, but it's not blowing which it up because you're not tanking. Team we're, not tanking for, no, okay. we're not tanking no, no, for no, we're not tanking for No, 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 no. no, no. If if you no, it ain't their
1: Yeah, you trade, trade one of those big four, it's done. Yes, you
0: might as well trade all of them. Like if you trade Mitch Marner, you are giving away a guy who scored hundred something points and is making eleven million dollars. That is blowing up this team. The core the way of the it's team. currently
1: constituted,
0: which is what they need to do if you want to change. Did, Cal- the did Calgary
1: blow it up? arguably yes. yes but they just replaced it with equal if not better players the the calgary team last year is a hundred percent
0: different than the calgary team this year because they blew it up now they blew it up by replacing those players by just as good of players if not better players in some you know, arguments but like they're top guys on that team okay apologies from, like traditionally Lindholm, blowing is completely it up.
2: different true sorry traditionally blowing up to me means trading away all your assets for picks
1: no, but like in terms of a culture change is like of that degree for what Marner represents to this teams and means to this team and the fan base as a whole, and don't do your whole like little giggle shit for what he means to this team, you get rid of him. That's the equivalent of trading half your team in terms of perception around the league and fan base. Like you're signing it away at that point.
0: If you also look at like jersey sales for this team, if you, I bet if you go to the Traumaticly store right now, your number one jersey seller is uh, Austin Matthews. Matthews, and then it's Marner's number it's Marner. two. So it's a, it's a, I, I'm not saying it's the wrong thing to do. I don't know if it is or it isn't. There's Who's to say? But it's going to be a significant change on this team, which is what they need. But mm-hmm. I don't know if they need to do it now. They need to do it at the in the off season. But. The way they've been playing, something needs to change, and I, I don't. And unfortunately for Kyle Dubis, that's what he's going to have to figure out, and or he won't if
2: it's in the off season.
0: Or, no. it'll be someone, or it'll be Brennan Shanahan who has to figure it out. No, Someone's going to clean up this mess.
1: That's what I mean, is that if it gets to the offseason, it's not Dubas making this decision. You're getting a new GM who's coming in, and he's going to say, one of you four is gone. I can't move yep. Tavares because he's going to say no. You're not moving Austin Matthews because he's arguably the greatest goal scorer in the NHL right now and one of the best players in the world. Nylander, you're getting value for what his contract currently pays you. Marner's the one to go. I would agree.
0: But we will have to wait and see how that goes. And we always like to end our show with a bit of positivity because it's everyone's favorite segment. It's called Shoutouts.
1: That's right.
0: It's everyone's favorite segment of the week. It's called Shoutouts because we like to shout out someone or something that we enjoy. And it's everyone's favorite segment of the week, because that's when you get to hear Maven's entrance music from Tough Enough Season 1. I'm going to stick with the wrestling theme, and my shout-out is going to go to Victor Taylor Perry. And you're going to
1: say,
0: who the fudge is Victor Taylor Perry? Uh, He is at Wallflower Perry on Twitter. I don't know if you've ever seen this come up on your timeline, James. Maddie, probably not, because I don't know if you're as connected to the wrestling sphere as we are. Absolutely not. But this dude is a teacher uh, from the New York area, I believe. And during lunches and after school, he has this thing called the wrestling club where he shows like these grade school students, like different wrestling matches and stuff. And he was like showing them Omega versus uh, Okada and a lot of stuff that they won't necessarily see on regular Western television. And like, the way these kids are reacting to these wrestling matches is blowing their minds. And like, he'll even take them to local independent shows. And it's one of the, like, the coolest and most wholesome things you'll see on, mm-hmm. on Twitter. And like, all the boys are picking up on it too. Like, Ace Austin was talking about it, and Will Ospreay was talking about it the other day too. So, this guy's doing God's work with these children. So, my shout out goes to Victor Taylor Berry.
1: Jim, what's yours?
2: uh pat mcafee for standing up to the nfl after they oh, told him to pull one. the logos from his show and he had stick figure drawings for the cincinnati bengals and so i'm the, not aware what happened and the cleveland browns uh, if you google pat mcafee there's the full story on it um
0: yeah so they, i think the coles Nose version of it is that mcafee was told by like nfl pr that he are, they're not allowed to use the nfl logos or the team's logos on their show anymore or, or, or never were supposed to and but he pays them for was, rights to use highlights yeah pat pays them millions james this is where you say and millions oh and millions, so oh, and millions. Uh, <laughs> he pays them millions of dollars supposedly for the rights to use their footage on their show but for whatever reason that doesn't include like logos so when they're talking about like they're teeing up like the, the monday night game or whatever they weren't allowed to use like the bengals logo and not like the browns even have a logo it's just a orange brown. helmet for christ's sake
1: not even uh, but, a slightly yeah, so different like, shade of orange helmet he'll use
0: so they use like stick figures and stuff it was pretty hilarious and he's now refusing to use the name nfl like he called pro
2: american the- american pro football league
0: yeah, the American Professional Football League. The yeah. APFL is what he's calling it.
1: Well, good on him then. Well, fuck him. The NFL makes enough money. They can fuck off. Um, no, my shout out Scotty Barnes. Dude looks like he's ready to just take next step, run this team, be a superstar, and I'm here for it. You know, he seems like he embraced the city. That he truly loves being a Raptor. He loves being in the city. And the more I see of him, the more and the more I see about him, the happier I am that they went with him and not everyone else they could have gotten. So, yeah, big ups for Scotty Barnes.
0: I agree. I really like Scotty Barnes. I ran into him the other
1: day when I was walking through the concourse, and I'm like, that is a tall man. I know. (laughs) eh? It's it's funny you see you see them on TV, and you're just like, oh, they're they're kind of tall, but they're all relative to each other. So it doesn't look the same. But then when you stand next to them in person, you're just like, they are a tall drink of water.
0: Yes, they are. And I need a drink of water because we've been talking for almost two hours. And we thank you for joining us on this ride to episode 29 of 43.6. Brought to you, of course, by Now Your Treasures. Stay tuned next week for episode 30. We may have a giveaway. We may not have a giveaway. There may be something coming. I don't know. We'll have to tune in next week to episode 30 of 43.6, the sports podcast. You always want it.